Hey, this is Ronja Kaminski from the Pinpricks. Greetings from Germany, and you are listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast. You are listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast with Mark Alden Taylor. What? The Freeform Rock Podcast with Mark Alden Taylor and nobody? No. Somebody. Me. Lee Gerstman. Why aren't I on that thing? I want recognition! Welcome to another edition of the Freeform Lee Podcast. We changed the name oh, because Lee is, is the fuck. star. I'm just the guy who produces it and edits it, edit, edits Thank it, you, puts it How up and you? promotes it. But you're the true star of this podcast, Lee, and thank you oh, for... Oh, yeah, I shine whenever my face glows from all that dripping sweat from the vodka I drink. I wow, know. You're I'm the huge star. Without you, I would only get five listeners. Thank you for the extra 40. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's that many? <laughs> well, we're averaging like almost 50 downloads an episode. You know, we're not big time. We're not All like, right, like well, we're not like right, the Decibel man. Geek we're, getting we're like thousands. Good. We're not the Decibel Geek or Rock and Metal Combat podcast. We don't get thousands in a day, we get like 30. In one day, <laughs> we're cool, man. But that's the way we like it. We're but under the thirty in a day, and after a year, it's about like nine hundred thousand. Cool. Now nah, we have eighteen thousand downloads over four years, so we're doing pretty. I think that's pretty good. Eighteen thousand uh, okay. people have heard us, and uh, we well, have maybe, a yeah, yeah. Or maybe people have heard you eighteen thousand times. <laughs> well, that's uh, well, I don't do that. That's cheating. Uh, well, uh, we have a guest, and he already talked. It's from uh, my our YouTube podcast, YouTube cast. Bob is with us again. He was on our Smiths episode. What's up, Bob? What's up, Mark? Yeah, hey, Bob, to rock with doing? Audio Slave. Yeah, we're doing Audio Slave's debut album today. But uh, before that, I like to ask Lee how his week was. Uh, I I had a few less burps than usual. That's cool. I'm just sitting here uh, watching the world go round. <laughs> oh, um, um, does that happen after you drink too much and the world starts spinning? So you have to sit down and pretend like it's the world and not you. Well, if you or seen is that me, if you seen the episode with uh, me and Jerry on the bullshit sessions on YouTube, I was fucking lit because. He was having computer problems, and I sat there and drank for two hours before he got on. And I was like, fucking wasted. I don't That's know what. That's at the... least something. I don't even remember if I shared vinyl in that episode. <laughs> I know I did, but I don't know if I explained who they were. <laughs> it's like, fuck. Well, I were wearing I, your sunglasses for once, either. I know. I fucked up on that one. Either was Jerry. I don't think he was wearing sunglasses, either. That was weird. Well, I'm going to make this episode 276 and a half because we are so backlogged to July. I got to start putting these episodes out because I'm getting tired of people. When's my episode coming out? When's this episode coming out? When are you going to release my episode? Fucking change. Do what I do. If I got 20 episodes backlogged, I just put all 20 up in a day. Fuck them. I, I ain't Pearl Jam, you know, putting 20 live albums out in one day. That don't work for me. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, you know that they did that? They put out 20 live albums out in a day. Oh, they, they did. They yeah. had like yep. about 100 of them. Yeah, they they were doing 20 a day. <laughs> I was like, and that was like, I saw that. I was like, and they're all like about $20 each. Damn, I'd have to pay like about $2,000 or $4,000 well, to get all of them. I'm I think like, it, what I think, the hell? I think it was. It was like because they're four-hour shows. They play long shows, man. But it's like my word. I mean, I thought I saw about like fifty CDs of them back then in Tower Records, and they were all totally different shows. I'm like, there's no way that I'm that big of a Pearl Jam fan that I'm going to buy every single one of these. Well, that, that's when we had illegal downloads <laughs> back then because we're going fuck. Yeah, they put out legal bootlegs. Yeah, yeah. thank God. Oh, man. I used to download on LimeWire. Fucking, uh, I had this flack only website where I uploaded albums. I had to, they were very specific that I had to have my settings on my computer this way, this way, or they wouldn't accept the upload. I remember when I, I put up uh, REM's uh, last album. Fuck, that got over like like 20,000 downloads and now I feel like shit like, fuck. well they still got sales off of it but I was like fuck I fucking bootlegged this group and now they're fucking <laughs> it sucked I didn't realize how much money artists lost by people uploading their shit and now well, you're I don't realize how media. much money I save by doing that unless I realize I save money well now you just steal from them by listening to Spotify you do it legally <laughs> I pay for Spotify, so whatever they do with the money, I don't care. Well, Spotify doesn't pay the artist; they give it to the. That's you know, not my problem. You know, I pay. You know, eighty-five percent. So stealing. Eighty-five percent of the money goes to the record company, and then the record company pays well, the shit. to the record company as long as they let me keep having the music. The only ones that do good on streaming, because they they freaking got streaming contracts, is Def Leppard, Taylor Swift, bands, big bands like Metallica, Led Zeppelin, yeah, the Beatles. I don't watch them. I watch people who nobody would see otherwise. So I'm good. Well, they need to change. They freaking the Democrats shot down the fucking uh, law to pay artists, man. And I, I thought Republicans would whatever, do that. Whatever, whatever. Nah, that's fucking fuck, man. Hey, you, you said no politics. Money, well, I'm not money. talking about politics. I'm talking about music, how they fucking... I know, the, and me too. I'm talking about money. I think there should be a law where they fucking... They, the record companies, since they're not paying for the physical media to come out, streaming is not physical. It doesn't cost them any money to make it. They should fucking split split it at least 50-45 with the artist of what they make, man. The artist should get more because without the artist, fucking record companies would be dead. True. This is a new age. Fuck the new age. I want... Well, the fucking pop... That's why I tell you that I don't think that you have good taste in music because your taste in music with all this new shit makes this new technology happen. So unless we have only 60s and 70s albums back on the shelves, I say cool with Spotify. But you know if who's getting ripped? We totally get rid of the 80s albums and the 90s albums and the 60s and 70s come back. Then I say, okay, we but need your, to buy your, albums. But your artists from the 60s and 70s are the ones that are getting ripped off the worst from streaming and Spotify. That's why I say bring them back. 
<laughs> it's like we. That's why I say don't let the new artists do it because everyone is trying to be Kiss. And if I want to go to a Kiss concert, I can't meet anybody in the show. Screw that shit. I listen, listen. I'm, 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 I'm being kind of funny. The truth is, when I go to live shows, I buy the CDs. I do that. I buy the I merch. I buy the CDs. I buy the merch. I buy the CDs. I think they should come out there and kiss our ass because. We're, we're their customers, man. <laughs> you know, hey, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> right on, man. I was going to say, uh, with all this technology, you kind of lose something, you know? You lose the fucking, the the openness. You lose the fucking yeah. music. Integrity. Man. Integrity, compression, fucking all that shit. Yeah. Fuck. I, I, I've, I've been wanting to uh, write a letter to the president about turning off the internet to regular people, you know? I wanted to do it with Trump, but now he's gone. And now I think maybe Biden might actually do something. Since you can't turn off, the, you can't turn off the internet, man. You lose a lot of business because now we're all stuck at home working from home. You well, I don't to... think you'd lose business. I think, I, th I think they should make, there was a bill that was going to give songwriters and artists more money from streaming and fucking, it got overruled and thrown out. You know, that's what should happen. The artists should get their fair share from the fucking streaming companies. Fucking spot. It's possible that if we got rid of COVID, no, if, if we got rid of the internet, there would be no more COVID. Because <laughs> nobody would know about it, right? <laughs> no, no, it's because sometimes the world works that way. You get energy that poisons because you do other things that cause poison. I'll stop the world and melt with you, Lee. <laughs> That's a, that, that would be a good uh, um, slogan song for my campaign. Stop the internet. Bring back real life. Forget the poison. I start the world and I melt with you, Lee. <laughs> I do believe that if the internet were turned off or just restricted to only government use and police use um, common people like you and me would have to get our music from stores and you know actually get putting jobs well the thing is you need to okay. fucking regulate I don't like regulations but when a company is greedy any company I don't care what they are if a company is greedy and they fucking keep all the profits for themselves, like Warner Brothers, MCA, fucking Sony Music, and they just keep all the streaming profits, unless an artist, I don't really care for her, but Taylor Swift took a stand against fucking streaming, and she got her money from it. She makes a shit ton off of streaming, which is cool, because she's getting because money. That, well, now she owns her material, or if she releases it. Same thing with Def Leppard. They yeah. own the material. They fucking... They were making out. They were making uh, fucking facsimiles of their original songs to stream because they couldn't come to a deal with MCA uh, Universal on uh, streaming rights. So they made their own replicas of like uh, "Pour Some Sugar on Me" and put it out on iTunes. Because and they made their own. And then MCA got a new president in, and he says, "Look, we got Def Leppard. Why don't we have a streaming deal with them so they won't sign?" And he says, well, we need to work with them. And they worked with them and got a fucking great and streaming deal with them. And then it went live and they fucking, they were the number one streaming artist around the world, dude. 
around the world and they made a okay. shit ton of money the record companies need to do that with all fucking artists man so they basically re-recorded their own music they re-recorded so did uh, taylor swift right right they, they re-recorded pour some sugar on me and uh some other songs to stream on itunes because they didn't they they wouldn't sign a streaming contract for the albums until they got a good deal and, they, and then all of a sudden a new universal music president came in and said why don't we have a deal with Def Leppard on streaming why aren't we streaming their music this is bullshit so he went to their agent and made a deal with them and they make a shit ton of money off streaming now all artists yeah. should be getting contracts like Taylor Swift and Def Leppard and I think even Journey has that contract also the bummer thing is that people like me who's willing to put my stuff on Spotify for free can't do it unless I have a contract. No, actually, I can do it on Anchor. I have some of my podcasts on Anchor. All I have to do is upload songs as though they're episodes. And then I can do it. And then I can have my music on Spotify. Well, your, That's the your way music you isn't copyrighted, dude. It's your music. You own it. I know. All but right. what I'm saying is I still need to put it out. But you can. I need people to hear it. We could move this podcast to Anchor. And then I could upload songs from Spotify to our Anch for our Anchor podcast, and you could get your podcast on Spotify. But I ain't gonna play with that. I like Apple, and I like fucking Podbean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I mean, yeah. Um, Anchor is free, and Apple costs money. It's all good. Apple doesn't cost me money. I it goes on there for free for Podbean. I pay Podbean. Okay. Well, you pay for Podbean. But it also, you know, we're on so many other podcast outlets. Yeah. We're, and we don't even upload it to them. They fucking upload our shit for free. It's awesome. We're on Stitcher and uh, Podchaser. I that stuff also with Anchor, but I, I'm a hypocrite. We're I also on Podchaser. So is the YouTube cast is on Podchaser, too. You know? I, I, I pay for Stitcher. Yeah, you're, if so you... So I pay for the podcast, so do, I... I, you, you should never listen to me. I, you, you should only consider me the quacking duck. I did a look up on our podcast, and it shows how many podcasts were, uh, podcast formats are on, Bob. I did YouTube cast in a Google search, and I did my uh, our podcast here, Freeform Raw Podcast. We're on so many podcast uh, channels that I didn't even wow. know that gets uploaded. Let's see, YouTube cast. Uh, we're on Apple. We're on, it comes up our Facebook page. We're on Podchaser. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're on Reedit. Cool. Uh, fuck, we're on Stitcher. We're on chococo.uk, iTunes United Kingdom. Uh, we're on Ruse Power. We're on all the shit, thebaristos.com. We're on so many fucking podcast uh, things. That is crazy. Laser. We're on Fandango.com, dude. Uh, <laughs> it's yeah. like that is crazy. Like I only uploaded to Stitcher and Podbeam and Apple. Yeah, but they get our they get our RSS feed and they upload it to other podcast sites without us asking. That's fucking awesome. It's kind of cool. Yeah, but we only yeah. have thirteen downloads of the last YouTube cast because we you fucked up. <laughs> well, when I fucked up, we only had one. Okay. 
so that's okay. Yeah, but I put the wrong link up now. <laughs> so everybody's not getting that link, so I gotta redo it. Uh all right, well let's let's stop bullshitting and fucking we just we agree. Buy physical music, fucking support your artist. Fucking I support artists I don't even like because they're friends. I buy their albums and I don't even listen to it. Fuck. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not good. Yeah, I didn't I already told you. No wonder you haven't ever listened to my music. I fucking listen to your music all the fucking time. Lisa, shut the just fuck up. I'm kidding with you, buddy. Sure you, you are. You say that because I'm not your friend. Ooh. You're not my friend. You're my brother. Like, Bob is my brother. You know, you guys are family oh. to me. You know, I may I disagree with you guys on lots of things, but fuck, I don't let that shit get in the way of family. Fuck that shit. Let's get into this. Yeah, you don't let music get in the way of family. You listen to your brother's farts, even if you don't like it. That's right. <laughs> luckily, I luckily I don't smell them because you both are well, Bob's somewhere around here, yeah. but you're in fucking New York. There's no way I could smell your farts. Right on, but but yeah, my brother Steve he used to talk about like, well, never mind. I'll I'll stop. Yeah, I, one day I'm drunk and I will continue talking forever unless you shut me up. One day, Bob and Lee. I need to get you both to go to Tennessee. We can't go this year. It's in August for the Rock and Pod podcast. Me and Bob could do the YouTube podcast, pay for the podcaster, promote the show, have a banner, and then I could walk over to us, Lee, and me and you could do the Freeform Rock podcast banner. You know, but and then hopefully by that time I can have CDs out of my music and, and I sell will them. give them to musicians. You can and ask them if you want. I'd like to give you my contact info. You can tell me what you think. Yeah, we need to go to Tennessee one day, man, and, and promote our podcast. Cause, and then they have vinyl vendors there. So me and Bob will like be at the vinyl vendors, dude. <laughs> well, hopefully by that time, we'll be talking about other music. Oh, yeah, because we, I, I think you should change... Be done by YouTube. I think you should change the podcast name because you kind of... YouTube cast and other music, you know? Something like that, you know? So we don't pigeonhole. That's why I call it the Freeform Rock Podcast. Because Lee likes shit that's almost rock that isn't rock. But I listen but, to it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know we're pigeonholed. We, we, we only uh, cater to a niche audience. Yeah. We that's why I want to go out and explore other artists. That's why I call... I but call I'm influenced by, by, by the fact that... that, that you know, I'm, I'm influenced by people who do... A very specific thing. I'm going to do a new podcast called the Led Zeppelin Presence Album Song Number Two from Side Two podcast, where every week I like only talk about Candy Store Rock and I talk about each little 10 second segment of it. And I do a 10 hour talk on it. Bob was hurt by Led Zeppelin as a kid. You, you just, you just fucking uh, snowflaked him. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, he's like Led Zeppelin. Tell me, show me where you hurt. <laughs> I think Bob. I think we need to bring Bob on a fucking Led Zeppelin podcast, man. Because I need to him to listen to Bob, Led Zeppelin without fucking, uh, fucking. Because he got forced to listen to Led Zeppelin. I'm not trying to force you to listen to Led Zeppelin. I think you just need to listen to Led Zeppelin. Without any fucking reservations, because I there's music out there that I didn't like as a kid because I thought it was for something. Now I listen to it. I go, why the fuck did I listen to this quicker? 
You know, I felt I missed out. Like a lot of shit that Lee's giving me. I go, why didn't I listen to that shit? That shit's awesome. Like, well, with you, it's that. just because you never get out of your room. So That's I'm true. Trying to get you to get a little bit out of your room. I had no friends. <laughs> and they were the all safe I, I heard of Led Zeppelin when I was six years old. Dude, when did you hear of them? Led Zeppelin. I got them in like nineteen late eight, like eighty-five. I listened to Led Zeppelin because so about ten years old. I was. I didn't have any. I listened to what was I saw. So you were about fifteen. Is that yeah. because you saw them on Live Aid? No, I liked Led Zeppelin when I saw them on Live Aid. I already was into them, and I was oh. excited. And then they sucked. But you know what? I, I I hadn't even heard much of Deep Purple until I was an older guy. Listen, I can tell you, most of my music taste came from MTV, except for Foreigner. Fucking the Beatles, I liked before I saw MTV, but when I fucking got MTV, fucking the police, Def Leppard, Duran Duran. Well, actually, before MTV, because I watched Video Hits 1 here with Richard Blade, that shit got, opened my mind to a lot of different music, fucking, um, even some Elvis Costello, some, fucking, I started liking different kinds of shit, The Cure, MTV opened my mind to The Cure. You know, killing an error, but you can't. I, I don't know if they could play that song anymore. But um, uh, Depeche Mode, all the shit because of MTV, and then MTV went rap, and then it fucking sucked. Uh, Hip hop yeah. and Backstreet Boys and fucking new yeah. kids on the fucking block. You know, and then it fucking sucked. I remember waiting all day just to see the world premiere video of Def Leppard Women. You know, I was like, fucking. I remember wanting to watch Martha Quinn. Oh, Martha Quinn's hot. She's still hot, dude. Have you seen her? Yeah. You know Mark Goodman's going to be at the Rockin', Rockin', um, the Rockin' Pod this year. Damn, I, 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 I would... I mean, I can't, but I would go to see him. And Matt Pinfield, dude, is going to be at the Rockin' Who? Pod. Matt Pinfield. Whoever he is. Well, I he, know who he is. He did 120 minutes after J.J. Jackson. Oh, okay. I never heard of him. I would like to see Adam, the Adam dude with the fucking long hair. Hey, Adam Curry. Yeah, Adam Curry. He was cool. Yeah. But fucking MTV. I the wasn't the biggest fan of Nina Blackwood, but but uh, she was on at night, and I sometimes saw her. She was my blonde man. I loved her. The fucking yeah, I didn't. Hair. I, she didn't. She 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 just kind of looked. Like she didn't dress well. You know, I like Martha Quinn. I thought that she looked more like my type. If you have um, Sirius XM, they have a Martha Quinn show. They have a Mark Goodman show. They have an Alan Hunter show and a Nina Blackwood show. I'd watch all four. They're not watching; it's listening. They play songs from their time on MTV, I basically. Mean, I, I I'd listen. Richard Blade's on there too. I love Richard Blade. Do you know who Richard Blade is? Uh, no, Bob. No. Uh, he was a local. He was on K Rock for years here. Him and the poor man. Oh my God, they were like fucking played a lot of Cure. Do you remember Doctor Donald D Rose? No. He was from KFRC. No, but fucking. God damn it! That was back in the day. He, that was the station in California. And Doctor, hi, this is Doctor Donald D. Rose! You know who and the best- now going to play you something you never thought you would hear on FM, no, on AM radio, Frank Zappa's Valley Girl, oh my god! 
You know who the best DJ is? He did, he did commercials for cars. He had the mustache. You don't remember him? Damn. No. But you know who, okay. who who my influence is as a DJ, but I didn't get to listen to him back in the day? He started on KLOS, and then he went to KMET. Uh, Jim Ladd. This is why the podcast is named the Freeform Rock Podcast. Because he's the last DJ who was spoke about on the Tom Petty album. The last DJ, the song was, I was about, ask about that. Jim Ladd. And also, and also, Jim Ladd was the DJ on uh, Roger Waters' album, Radio Chaos. Um, Jim Ladd is fucking awesome. He's on Deep Tracks on Sirius XM now. But I was working graveyard at a gas station. I listened to K KLOS, and they had this talk show with Frank Sant Sontag. And they brought on Jim Ladd. And Jim Ladd was... Frank asked him a, song, a question. He goes, are there... Any, can you listen to music not being a DJ? Because he was off the air for a little bit. Can you listen to music? He says, there's so much music I want to I want to share with people. I can't listen to music unless I share with them. Like there's stuff by Rush and per this band Pearl Jam that's out. I like Pearl Jam. I want to play this. I want to play. But when I'm not on the air, I, I feel like I'm handcuffed. And I want to I want to show people what music is. I want to. I want to hug people with music and I can't do it. And then when he came back on the air late nights on KLOS for a while, after that Frank talk, they brought him back on and he played Secret Touch by Rush. He goes, I love this band, Rush. And he goes, this song off of Vapor Trails is so good. And he played some Pearl Jam. And I was like in love with this guy. And then he fucking, he left and he went to Deep Tracks on Sirius XM. But he had a saying, he would go, Lord have mercy. He is a free-form rock DJ. The reason why he left KLOS again is because they try to give him set list of what to play. He wants to. He plays songs, and he segues and like he has a set. He segues into songs that have the same meaning by different artists. He's a fucking artist, like Redbeard in uh, Boston. You know, they are fucking the last DJs out there because now. A program director will give you a set list of what to play. If you ever seen WKRP in Cincinnati, when they tried to give Dr. Johnny Fever and Venus uh, a set list, they fucking quit, and they brought them back. Remember? They, yeah. They didn't want them to play what they wanted to play. They wanted to play what they wanted to play, and they wouldn't let them. DJs are fucking handcuffed now. It's fucking commercialized shit. They want to play what people know. They don't want to break new artists anymore. Radio used to be about breaking fucking new artists. And they don't do that anymore. And it fucking sucks. You just play the same fucking Zeppelin song all day. You fucking your Stairway to Heaven or fucking whatever. Cashmere all day instead of hearing fucking Gallows Pole or fucking deep fucking Zeppelin tracks that we all love, you know? Yeah. That's, that's why people... Ditched FM radio, went to stuff like Sirius. Yeah, but let's let's stop. Went to, went to the iPod. Yeah, I I, w I like being my own DJ. When I got my fucking, I got my first iPod Touch, dude. I fucking put a shit ton of music on my iPhone now. I put a shit ton of music. I do have Amazon streaming because they give me when I buy an album, they used to give me an instant download of it, and I listen to that shit. And also, if I buy an album and I stream it. I give them extra pennies, you know? <laughs> so, but I usually stream albums I own so they get more money. I'm all for artists. I'm not for record companies. Fuck the record companies. You know, fucking a group called Kicks. 
They had a fucking deal with the record company. They freaking made shit on their first two albums and then Blow My Fuse came out and sold two million copies. You know, they had to pay back the record company to make shit off that album. They yeah. fucking, they had to pay back pay the uh, record company. That kind of sounds like what happened with Van Halen on their first album. They, you know how they, uh, got, they, they received the bill from Warner Brothers for like a million dollars or something. Yeah. Because the they pay for, out. they pay for all your shit and then you have to pay them back. They don't fucking do anything for free. Although I think what happened was with them is that was the amount of money it costs because of all the hotels they trashed. Yeah, well, they they should pay for that. <laughs> All right, man. Well, let's get it. Let's stop bullshitting and get back, get into this great album released November eighteenth, two thousand two. Audio Slave is a debut album by American rock supergroup Audio Slave. Is first released. I already said that through Epic Records and Interscope Records. The album features hit singles Cochise, Show Me Now to Leave, What You Are, Like a Stone, and I'm the Highway. The album was later certified three times platinum by the recording industry association of america in the united states like a stone was nominated for a 2004 grammy award for best hard rock performance audio slave was formed after zach della rocha left rage against the machine and the remaining members were searching for another vocalist producer and friend rick rubin suggested they contact chris cornell rubin played the remaining uh, Rage Against the Machine members, the Soundgarden song Slaves and Bulldozers which kick, kicks ass to showcase his ability. Cornell was writing in the writing process for his second solo album, but decided to shelve that pursued the opportunity to work with Tom Morello, Tim Coronaford, and Brad Wilk. When they approached him, Morello described Cornell. He stepped to the microphone and sang the song, and I couldn't believe it. It didn't just sound good, it sounded transcendent. And when... There was an irreplaceable chemistry from the first moment, you can't deny it. The quartet wrote 21 songs during the 19 days of rehearsal and began working in the studio in late May of 2001. And I, I heard a story from this album that's not on Wikipedia. Uh, the bass player, which is uh, Tim Cromerford, Tim Cromer Cromerford uh, they were playing in the studio and he was slapping the bass, you know, like in the movie uh, about Rush, uh, I Love You Man. Slapping the bass, slapping the bass. Um, Chris Cornell says, stop. Stop the recording. He goes up to Tim. He goes, look, I'm not Zach. I don't rap. I sing. You need to play the bass for a singer, not a rapper. And if I could make Tim a better bassist. He, even Tim said that it made me a better bassist. Because I'm used to just going, you know, to the beat. You know, but he told me, he taught me how to play it. He told me how to play it. It's like the same thing with... Um, Metallica on the Black Album, uh, they taught him how to play bass, Jason Newstead, because the producer came and said, man, you need to play, you know, because on Justice For All, they didn't let him play. But on the Black Album, he says, no, you need to bring the bass up in the mix. Because, uh, fucking, they are both, Jason Newstead's a great player, man, and he was underused in Metallica until the Black Album, and people shoot him. and flogs them and jets them. Yes, he was. But, that's what I gotta say about fucking Chris Cornell's a fucking genius. Uh, fucking, it's so sad that he is not around anymore. It, yeah. It's like him and Dio are my favorite all-time rock singers, and then Steve Perry right after that. It's like amazing the way this guy could do anything, and we'll get into that into this album. Let's get to the tracks right now, and then we get to Cochise, which Bob picked. So here's Cochise on the Freeform Rock Podcast. 
That was Cochise. Why'd you pick this song, Bob? Uh, I picked the song because um, it's probably one that everybody knows. Um, it's also a beast of an opening track. It's fierce and furious, and that's why I like it. Yeah, we try not to pick songs that everybody knows unless they're really good, but he picked a really good one, though. <laughs> so what'd you, what'd you pick? Uh, what do you think of the song, uh, uh, Lee? It's a decent song. It's not one of the better songs on the album. But I can see someone buying this album and only listening to the song and not hearing any other songs on it. Still, it's decent. I don't mind it. Nice. I said, love the cool intro that comes in all hard and bashing fucking rules. And then Chris comes in. What a killer song to start this debut album. Tom is killing it and that bass be pumping. Killer Bridge yeah. also sh slows down, and that scream by Chris is so fucking good, man. Who could fucking scream like fucking Chris, man? Fucking him and fucking Eddie Vedder are the best fucking scream. And fucking uh, Chris, fuck, what's his name? Fucking the Black Crow singer, fucking Chris Robinson, man. The best screams in rock. And fucking even fucking uh, the Who fucking singer, man. They rule. <laughs> it's fucking, that's that, it, man. That intro, you think you're hearing a helicopter over your head, but it turns out it's really Tom Morello. His effects are amazing, and we'll get, we'll, I'll talk about his effects a lot through this, this review of this album, man. And then we get to the, uh, the next song, which is uh, Show Me How to Live. What'd you think about this one, Lee? Oh, this isn't the very best song on the album, but it is one of the better songs. I could see this as a hit. I do like it. I think that some of the other songs have even more of the punch that the songs need, but this is good, and I do like it a lot. Cool. What'd you think about it, Bob? Um, well, I was listening to it, and... Uh, the way I was interpreting the lyrics is like, it seemed like it was a song about addiction. Um, but when I was looking up the lyrics while listening to the album, the webpage, there's like a lot of lyric webpages, and they say that there are religious references in the song, including Nail in My Hand from My Creator. Um, it references the crucifixion of Jesus, but. Um, on Chris Cornell's Twitter, he said that the lyric is actually nail in my head. Dang. Yeah, so that, that's going to cause a little bit of confusion as to what he's talking about. Mm. Yeah, it's a, it's a really cool song. This song has a killer groove going on way different than the opening song. The song is a masterpiece of hard rock. Fucking loving it. The effects Tom uses is fucking killer. And Chris fucking rules. I love this fucking song, man. And then we get to the next song, Gasoline. What did you think of this song, uh, Bob? Uh, to me, the song is about a pyromaniac. And I have to give a shout out to Tim Comerford on this one because of, of his bass. What did you think about it, Lee? It's not the very best song on here, but it's one of the better songs. It has the type of vibe where if I only heard this song, I would think the album is worth getting. It's 
that there's even better songs, but I'm not poo-pooing this in any way. Yeah, I just ordered the 180 gram of this on a vinyl on um, uh, Amazon. It doesn't come, it, the new copies come in on fucking uh, June 1st, but I needed to get it. Because when I was listening to this, I go, fuck, man, I missed this album. Cool effects with the guitar. The bass sounds amazing, like you said, um, Bob. Uh, and each song still has its own sound so far. Killer break that goes into a cool sounding solo with the bass pumping with this song. So much going on in it. It's like you're listening. Each song is a different song. It's not like they copied the song before it. It's so far. It's fucking awesome. And then we get into the next track, which is. And um, I know that um, with all the rest of the songs. You're all just going to be go doing nothing but praise. So I'm I already know that it's all, I love it, I love it, killer song, killer song, blah, 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 blah. Well, when I pick albums, Lee, it's usually like that. Yeah, I, that's, that's what I don't like. I pick albums I love. Well, I don't like that. Well, I next time. I have at least an opinion other than do, 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 do. Well, I think when we did the Nirvana <laughs> album, I said I didn't like one song. Yeah, 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 whatever. All right, and then we get to... I'm trying to whip you in the shape, boy. Whip me, beat me, make me ride bad chicks, but you don't got any boobs, what dude. What the fuck ever. I need some huge boobs for that, man. All right, well, uh, you, you, you're going to be a rebel. You're going to be a rebel by liking everything. Good boy. All right, you know, I've done albums with you that you picked that I liked everything, too. He's, he's <laughs> calling you a sheep. I'm not a... You know what? Know There's what nothing I'm wrong with being called a sheep because I'm a sheep of Jesus Christ, man. That's it. That's the only religious what? thing. It's all oh, okay. Whatever. It's all good. All right. I, so, I just had to say that. All right. Go on. Sorry. <laughs> all right, man. Uh, uh, okay. Well, we get to the next song. What you are? What'd you think about this one, Bob? Um, I thought the lyrics were talking about like an abusive relationship. And specifically, his relationship with um, his first wife, uh, Soundgarden's manager. Because I know, like around around the recording of this album, and maybe a little bit before, uh, they were having problems. So, what did you think about it, Lee? Oh, well, right away, I like the title, and the melody. First off, is great, and the vocals are okay, and I can dig it when the whole group comes in it sounds a tiny bit messy but still i like it it might be the best song on the album because it challenges the listener yes i do actually like it better than i should because it's a good song the solo is twisted and fantastic i really like it yeah it comes in slow very melodic and comes in hard and i love how they do a change up within the song Another killer track off this album. And then we get to uh, Like a Stone. And nobody picked this song. How how fucking... I thought you would have picked... Oh, I'm, I'm picking it right now. Here's Like a Stone by Audioslave on the Freeform Rock Podcast.
Like a Stone by Audio Slave. Uh, what'd you think about it, Lee? Oh, I like the echoey guitar and the song. This is really hot. I like it a lot. What'd you I think? I can imagine making out with a girlfriend to this song. All I need is the girlfriend. But until then, I have the song. Two thumbs up. What'd you think about it, Bob? Um, I think the verses talk about experiences of reading the Bible and then uh, the chorus would be like where he's saying he's waiting to be in God's house 
or in heaven. That's my interpretation of it. Yeah, I really hope he was a believer, man, because this man passed away way too soon. And I, Chris Cornell has touched my life in so many ways with Soundgarden and this band. He only made one bad album. That's that hip-hop album he made, Scream, which I really didn't care about. And I bitched about it when that came out. But then he came back with great solo shit. And I was happy with that. But um, And then he came back with Soundgarden. I was always happy with that with the fucking uh, Avengers song. And fucking, King Animal. Yeah, King Animal is amazing. The fucking, you know, you're allowed to have a bad album. Even Tesla had a bad album, but I still like some songs off of Scream. I still like some songs off that Tesla album. But this song, man, I love this song. Haven't touched on this yet, but Chris is an amazing lyricist, and his vocals can be soft but have so much power. This song shows off his vocals, and the effect-heavy guitar solo by Tom is amazing on this song. You know, people get pissed off at guitar players for playing a lot of effects, but if you use it in the right way and you do it classy the way Tom does it, it's fine. it adds to the music, it adds to the song. And Tom does that. He's always done that with Rage and he's done it with this band. It's just sad because Audio Slave was going to make a new album with Chris. They were getting back together. Uh, Soundgarden was going to have a follow-up to King, King, Diamond, King Animal. And I don't know why I was going to say King Diamond. I hate King Diamond. Um, but, uh, fuck. It's an amazing fucking band. And I list, I got this CD. I played it in the car so much. My ex-wife fucking... I brainwashed her into liking this album. <laughs> it's like awesome. And then we get to the... Um, uh, man, I lost my track here. We get to the next song, which is um, Set It Set Off, it. which Lee picked. This would have been a song I would have picked if Lee didn't pick. So here's Set It Off by Audio Slave on the Freeform Rock Podcast.
though everything is alright All we need is some direction Every time the wind blows Everything you don't know Turns into a revelation And it all ends up inside your head Time is wasted Okay, um, and then we get into uh, Set It Off. What do you think of this song, uh, Bob? Uh, more Jesus references in the lyrics, but the music uh, reminds me of Rage Against the Machine because um, the, the guitar is copying what the bass is doing. You find that a lot in Rage Against the Machine's music where the, where the guitar riff and the bass riff is exactly the same and they're matched up. You know, what do you think about it, Lee? This is really awesome. I love it. It doesn't sound like Ted Nugent, but it has the same intensity of his music. This is the shit. I fucking love it. This is a fucking amazing song. Like I said, I would have picked this, but I uh, nobody picked like a stone, so I picked like a stone. And Lee thought we didn't review it. That was funny. Uh, <laughs> but on the and other it's hand, weird you because you it's one of the songs I like. Yeah. On the other hand, you say you don't pick music that that people know. And yeah, but, like a stone is what people know. But I pick as I but I say I don't pick songs that people know. But if it's an amazing song, I have to pick it. And uh, like a stone is an amazing fucking song. Um, set it off, fucking! I don't think anyone uses a, more effects like Tom does, and he is amazing at it. This song fucking rules. Such, such powerful lyrics. And I love it when the music stops and Chris is just singing with no fucking music. Fucking powerful fucking shit here. And Chris is just amazing on this song. And then we get to the next song, Shadow on the Sun. What do you think about this one, Bob? Um, I couldn't pin this song down and give my interpretation of the lyrics because I didn't really understand what it was talking about, to be honest with you. You couldn't understand what it's talking about? What do you think? Yeah, about I can it? I can understand the lyrics. Oh wow, let's see. I got the lyrics right here. Shadow on the sun, right? Yeah. It says once upon a time I was of the mind to lay my burden down and you leave me you leave me where I stood and and you believed I could. You seen it before, I could read your thoughts and tell you what you he's talking about a relationship. Mm. 
He's like staring at the loss, looking for the cause. I never, never really sure, nothing but a hole to live without a soul and nothing to be learned. I guess he's talking about a relationship where the person he was with had no soul. Does that make the music better or worse if the lyrics are not comprehensible? They're comprehensible to me. I'm, I'm, no, no, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm just giving a rhetorical question. Like, uh. does the lyrics sound? No, does the music sound better if the lyrics are good? Well, if you're the type of person that um, really cares for the lyrics, then I guess it's not as good a song as if you can't understand it. I love the lyrics. I, I know. I'm. I'm, I'm just. I, I, I just said that because I was trying to be a bitch. That was actually a Sorry. common complaint throughout their career is that the lyrics were uh, gibberish. It didn't sound like gibberish to me. It's cool. No, maybe I'm. Maybe it's a little emo. Maybe a little more thought out. And I always look for the lyrics in a song. Like I, I would have said something on "Set It Off," but I forgot to. Uh, so, what do you think about Thank the song? Thank you. What do you think about the song, Lee? Um, what song is it? The song with the good lyrics? "Shadow on the Sun." I'm kidding. This is a song that surprised me. When it started, I didn't like it, but then when it continued, I did like it. But that's a good thing about what music can do. It can change someone's mind in the middle of the song. Kudos to it. I dig this song. I love the guitar tone on this. Man, Tim's bass is amazing. And wow, this song is so atmospheric and the solo rips. Great fucking track. And then we get to the um, next track, which uh, Bob picked. I Am The Highway. So here's I Am The Highway on the Freeform Rock Podcast.
That was I Am The Highway. Why did you pick this track, Bob? I picked this track because of all the songs on this album that has to be the anchor that like every like it hold it holds the whole album together without without that song it just the album wouldn't be as good and the lyrics are like poetry and the chorus sounds really epic yeah and i like how he puts uh, bible references in a lot of his songs i hope he like i said i hope he was a christian just me what do you think about it lee I don't like this song. It isn't the worst song I ever heard, but I don't like this type of song. It sounds too generic and something that someone would play to their grandparents in order to let them know that all not rock is completely heavy. But there's better songs to serve that example. This is more for young girls who like to swoon in front of their mirror and use their hairbrush as a microphone and sing to the song. But it's not a song for people like us who know about good music. Lee, have you read the lyrics? I'm talking about the music, you fucking bitch! <laughs> <laughs> Pearls and swine perfect me of me. Long Whatever. and weary hey, my road has been. If you want to do an album by a group called Pearls um, before swine, I've got an album for you. We'll do that. Okay? Dude, he's talking about he's his own person. I am not your rolling wheels. I am the highway. I'm not your carpet ride. I'm the sky. He's saying he's more than what people are pigeonholing him into. Oh, shit. That's oh, what I was going to say. I'm going to have us do Pearls Before Swine. Friends and Liars. I'm going to have us do an album by them. Watch me. Friends and liars don't wait for me because I get it all by myself. That means he doesn't I, need people to tell him how he feels, that he knows how he feels. I put millions of miles under my heels. I am so close to you. I feel, yeah, I'm not your rolling wheels. I'm the highway. Uh, I am not your blowing wind. I am the lightning. I am not oh, your autumn okay. moon. I am I the night. The idea. I he, wish... I wish I had written that down when I was writing the review because you and I had the same thought. Like, he he is more than what you imagine him to be. Sorry, he's my not. Opinion. He's not pigeonholed into your opinion of him. He's more than what you think of him. Yeah. Which is like Lee. That's you. That is totally you. But you I are, wouldn't have written a song like that. You could have. I would have written a song like "Slap Your Face." But the thing is, you could say, slap your face, I am not who you think I am. Slap I your face. I do a different melody. But you of could. Course, um, I could have done a better melody, but who cares? I'm not telling you what you think, but I'm telling you what I think. The lyrics are so amazing. I'm into the music. That's all I'm trying to tell you. So when I talk about the music, and you say, did you hear the words? That's like someone saying, I don't like this sandwich because I'm allergic to bread. And they go, but did you look at the plate? I'm just saying, dude, I Am The Highway is like, it. that song means, I don't, I'm not going to try to, I'm not going to try to convince you, but this is how I feel when people put me in a box and I'm not in a box. I am more. I am lightning. I'm not thunder. You know, people well, don't, people don't see me for I have who I truly good am. To say. It's I like have something good to say. If you got someone who's going to try and bully you and tease you, 
put this on on the jukebox, no, on the boombox, and play for them. And if they're into heavy rock, they will walk away. You will get rid of them. Dude, I, I just, I, this song just means so much to me because the lyrics, like me, I, I was pigeonholed. It's like, I'll, I'm, pigeon, I'll, I'll, I'm pigeonholed hey. as, as into a trumper, but I'm not actually a trumper. You I'm in the middle. I'm in the middle. I'm not a fucking trumper. I look at both sides. I look at three sides. I look at four sides of the coin. I'm not what people think I am. What they get from I, me off Facebook, if they don't know me in person, they don't know me. You know, Bob knows I, me in person. Me and him have had a million discussions at work about shit. He knows that I'm not pigeonholed into one discussion. I could talk about everything and still have a great opinion on it. Right. <laughs> And and you know me too, Lee, because we talk and text. You know, yeah, the, the Ralph know. the Ralph Fieras. I'm just saying. I'm just saying the Ralph Fieras, the Vincent Cabanaugh, Even though he's met me a couple times, I, I think Nate Atchison, Big Bushy, knows me more than anybody. Like you, uh, Bob knows me. My friend Tim Newbald knows me. People who actually get the time and talk to me actually know me. They. I, I fucked with Vincent, you know, but I don't think he knew I was fucking with him, you know, but I fuck with Bob and Bob knows I'm fucking with him. I fuck with you, Lee, and you know, I'm fucking with you. You know, people don't take, you don't take me too serious because I'm not serious. I'm, I'm just drunk. So, so if, if, if I say something to you, I'm like, I'm just like spray painting air. All right. Well, I think, I think I can. Edwin Cotastracci knows me better than a lot of people, too. <laughs> He's a fucking cool I dude. I think that my bugs and ticks on my body know me better than any <laughs> of you. They just don't have the microphone to be on my podcast. All right, man. Well, let's get to the next song, Exploder. What do you think about this one, Lee? Oh, another really cool song with a nice industrial sound to it that I dig. This is a really grooving tune. I dig it. What did you think about it, Bob? I liked it a lot, and especially the lyrics here. Like, if you're free, you'll never see the walls. If your head is clear, you'll never free fall. If you're right, you'll never fear the wrong. If your head is high, you'll never fear at all. You know what? I never said my review of I'm the Highway. <laughs> I just wanted to say real quick. And You, you said did. Did I did I say another example how Chris can be powerful without screaming? Fucking amazing song. This band is not boring, and every song is so different and has an acoustical and a little country in it. Rules, my favorite song on here. No, I didn't say it. No. <laughs> I talked. I I just went off what you guys are saying. But that was my ex thing of there was a little country and I'm now an exploder. Fucking great song. Rules. The bass is pumping. Brad is playing his ass off. And the drums, I fucking love this band so much, man. Great fucking track. And then we get to the next song, uh, Hypnotize. What do you think about this one, Lee? I like this song. The tone and everything about it. It's a little bit quirky, but in a good way. It's a good song. What did you think about it, Bob? I thought it was funky. I thought it was groovy. And what I took from Chris's lyrics here, he's basically saying... Uh, give back what's been given to you. Share the wealth. That's fucking cool, man. I, I fucking miss Chris, man. Him, Neil Peart, 
Gone too soon, man. And, uh, like, it just sucks, man. And we're losing all these fucking great artists and stuck with the crappy ones. Um, yeah. you know, uh, this song, fucking killer beat here, and the tempo is different than the other songs. Fucking amazing. And Chris's tone is so different than the other songs on this album. Great jam with some cool synths going on, and fucking Tom is playing with those effects, and it fucking rules. Oh man, this guy! People bitch about him playing with effects, and I don't know why, man. It, Dude, he's like the edge for the twenty first century. He's That's... not boring. It's not boring to to hear the fucking same old. He fucking. I do like his effects. I do think. That his effects help the song sound like something really, really cool. It's Both not. He and the Edge should put out a record. Yeah, it's exactly. These two should work together. Fucking get Bono in there. Fucking do a fucking. Bono's. They, you two members have never done a super group. You know, Bono's appeared on like a Michael Hutchins album. He's appeared on this album. Appeared on U2's appeared on a Robbie Robinson album. But fuck. Uh, I don't. I love Rage Against the Machine, but fucking Audio Slave is so much better for me because I love vocals. You know, Zach is great with his rapping and his fucking, fucking shit, whatever. I love fucking Rage, but fucking, I just don't like the Che shit they do. But this is this is a fucking great fucking album, and I was disappointed because they were gonna make another one. Finally, after years, they have a great concert video live in uh, Cuba. Havana, that I, I freaking, uh, what, I, I downloaded it off a torrent and recorded it for my friend, but I never made me a copy. <laughs> fucking shit. I just need to go buy it. But this is a great song, man. Great band. They're so underrated. They were just called the commercial Rage Against the Machine, but Rage Against the Machine was commercial also. You <laughs> think about it. Yeah. <laughs> and then we get to bring them back alive. What'd you think about this song, Bob? Uh, Mer Tom Morello's solo is freaking awesome here. Um, and I think the lyrics reference Icarus. Icarus? What do you mean by Icarus? Yeah. Uh, uh, especially when he's saying, I was on my way to the center of the sun when I lost my wings and I fell. Oh, yeah, like uh, Iron Maiden's Flight of Icarus, too. Yeah. Fucking, that's great. Both two great songs. What do you think about it, Lee? Oh, this song crunches. It's right up my alley. It's like Guitar Godzilla conquers the music airwaves. Great stuff. And I like the vocal echo. It's done great. This is a group who knows what they're doing, and they're doing it great. And fucking Chris with vocal effects. It's fucking a fucking killer. He doesn't need them. But it fucking sucks. It's great. And then the cool... And it's like Soundgarden meets Rage with some Sabbath thrown in on this track. And the fucking groove in the solo is so weird, but it works. It's a fucking great jam, man. I love it. And um, did I get through all your songs? Nope. Let's see. I'm like lost a little bit. And then we get to the next song, Light My Way, which Lee picked. So here's Light My Way on the Freeform Rock Podcast.
was Light My Way. Why'd you pick this track, Lee? This is awesome. I love the guitar tone, and everything about the song is great. Wow. Two thumbs up and two more thumbs up. What'd you think about it, Bob? Um, I thought Chris Cornell himself was talking to the God in this song. But um, musically, I think this is kind of where the album was starting to drag a little. Oh, look, he's not giving a love fest, Lee. Are you happy about that? <laughs> no, because it's my favorite song. <laughs> like, like Thank you was, a lot. Like if there was a couple uh, too many songs on the album, this is one of them they could have cut. Too many solos, not enough words, huh? Well, you know what? Songs? You know what, Lee? I'm gonna agree. I'm gonna oh, agree. too many songs. No, actually, Bob, I I I agree with you that after a while, if you've got way too much of a good thing, it eventually will dull you, and you think, oh, how much more can I take? So I I do agree with you there. Yeah. If yep. if they need to tighten up the album, this is one of the songs they could cut and make a B side out of. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll. I'll I'll give you that one. Yeah, I, I agree with you though, Lee. Uh, Tim right is right on. You're Tim... the one. You're the one who ought to be on my podcast. Uh. Hey, Mark, do you want to replace Mark and be on the podcast? <laughs> sure. I'll spell right my on. I'll spell my name with a K next time. All right. Oh. <laughs> uh, light my way, man. Tim is kicking some ass on bass. Listening to this on headphones and delving into this album. For the review, I can hear this man can play. This song is a hard rocker. Rocker starts slow but gets hard for the chorus. And again, different than the other songs on this album, kicks ass. And Tom is so fucking good on this track. I love it. Right on. And then we get to track uh, 13, Getaway Car. What do you think about this one, Lee? Are they trying to sound like Meredith Brooks? I prefer Meredith Brooks. This is a not-so-great pop song for millennials. Not my bag. What did you think about it, uh, Bob? Um, I thought this one had really great vocals to Chris. And that's pretty much all I have to say about that. But I will, I will add on to what um, Lee was saying. Meredith Brooks was a, is a singer from my old area. She was, in, she was from Portland. She had a hit song. She had a hit song with uh, um, the song called "Bitch." Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that was probably her only so hit song. Yeah, that's a that's a lady anthem there. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just like fucking uh, Alanis Morris that you ought to know. <laughs> Put those there. Uh, yeah, a lot there of people. There is some stuff Alanis Morris that did. That there's one song I I, I still kind of tear up when I. Play, play it because it it means a lot to me but I'll give it to you if you want to hear it um, but I'll give it to you one Uninvited is my favorite song by Alanis Morissette and I think that's the only song I like by her well, well there's another song that, that I think is really good that I'll, I'll, I'll give it to you it's, it's from, one, from one of the worst movies I've ever saw called City of Angels but fuck she rules on that song and I like the Goo Goo Dolls on there also. Uh, good soundtrack. Yeah, but there's, there's one song that I, I won't talk about because I might start to cry. It's so good. But 
but I'll just say I'll give it to you later. Alright, Getaway Car. Man, this song, what a great song. It's, it's ballady, shows the range of what this band could do, and a bluesy solo by Tom is amazing. Fucking, they throw some blues in on this song. It fucking rules. I love it. This is something Brian could play on the bad beat on Wednesday nights on that metal station. Um, then we get to the last track off, off the album, The Last Remaining Light. What'd you think about this, Lee? I overall like it more than I don't, but it's not an awesome song. It's fine, and I can listen to it again and enjoy it, but it's a bit slow for my taste and a little bit draggy in parts. This is a song I thought you would really like, and I'll tell you why after Bob gives his review of it. Okay. Um, my review, I couldn't really give one because this is at the point of the album where I just broke down and wept. Dang. Because of because of Chris, just the no, just the knowledge that he's gone. That's when I that's when I wept, and the music kind of sounded a bit depressing, anyways. Okay. So yeah, that's my that's my review of that song. <laughs> Nothing but weeping. All right, man. But um, this song, man, epic song to end an amazing record. Has so much going on in for a slow, moody song. And Chris is so powerful. His voice, Tom playing some amazing. This is why I thought you liked the song. It's kind of jazz blues guitaring that he's doing in this song, Lee. And I, um, I'm, I'm not saying that I maybe for a last song I thought that maybe it it could have been placed maybe a couple of songs um, away from the last one maybe so like I'll, so but but yeah I, I didn't I didn't dislike it I just thought that it the other songs were so good that this one wasn't quite as good as what I thought the best songs were it yeah. could have ended side one if it was on vinyl. Uh, I, I ordered it on that, vinyl. Yeah, I could. <laughs> I, I I could imagine it could have been the second song on the like, album. Like if it's standard vinyl and not a two disc LP, um, it could end side one. I I don't know. Yeah, if it's okay. I I I get you. I think it is a two disc LP. That one eighty gram I ordered. Um, but this is, it has some jazz blues guitaring in it and great, amazing song in the album. And I can understand what you meant about crying because it's such a sad, epic song. You know, um, let me see the lyrics on here real quick. I got them up. Do, 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 last remaining lights. And there's a bonus track called Give. I don't even know about that one. Um, let me roll. On your frozen fields, break my bones to watch them heal. Drown me in your thirsty veins. Where I watch, I wait and pray for the rain. Curl like smoke and breathe again. Down your throat, inside your ribs, through your spine and every nerve. Where I watch, I wait and yield to hurt. And if you don't believe the sun will rise, stand alone and greet the coming night in the last remaining light. Fucking amazing lyrics. Um, Wikipedia says... For a limited time, the CD could be inserted into a CD-ROM and be used to access the connected website. Uh, here, the user would be able to download bonus videos, interviews, 
photos and a bonus track called Give. So that's where that came from. I wonder if I have that because I bought this album when it first came out, but I bet I can't get Give now. Um, there's all my album, all my CDs of the of this band. It's like when they first came out, I didn't wait to buy them. They were amazing. You can track down one copy on Discogs. Yeah. Um, look, look for enhanced CD content. Yeah, an audio slave uh, was Chris Cornell vocals, Tim Cronenford bass, Brad Wilk drums, Tom Marillo guitars, and I think this band is. It takes a backseat to Rage, I think now. And Soundgarden. Too. And Soundgarden, but I think they were far above both those bands to me. I um, actually agree with you. And I love Soundgarden. I love Rage. I love Soundgarden more than Rage, but it's just amazing. As Rick Rubin produced this before he went into the Brickwald shit, so it was actually good recording of this record. And this album, uh. Let's see United States three times platinum man the singles hot 169 for Cochise number two mainstream rock like a stone number one modern rock 31 hot 100 this album just fucking ruled US top rock albums billboard number nine US hard rock albums four digital albums 17 there was digital back in 2002 shit I didn't know that and a US top one back then. the US billboard top one um, top 200 was uh 100 but i think the next album went number one if i'm not mistaken i'm not sure but uh, i need to see that right now i want to see something do you think it, their next i think this album started out fucking their freaking rise you know people every album got charted better than the previous album but let's see discography here their third album bombed out of exile what's the charts chart positions out of exile was where's us was number one second album on the u.s top one it went number one let's see revelations i think did really good too let me see revelations each album got better yeah it's certified number one also and um, United States, it only went gold, though, but it was still a number one album when it first came out. But it, the first album was like 100, <laughs> you know, but they were... And the albums got shorter because this album was 48 minutes. The first album was 65 minutes. Um, the second album was um, 48 minutes. So the, the next two albums are a lot more uh, concise and not as more, not as long. They probably, they probably got what I was saying. Like, albums long. Yeah. So, but I, the, I think the first album's the best, though, compared to the other two. That's just my opinion. But uh, that's our right, review. You have a song like Cochise or "I Am the Highway." How can you top that? You, uh, you can't, man. But they had other great songs on the lot, the next two albums. But oh, shut up. Lee, get closer to your mic. <laughs> okay, I I can pick better songs, but I uh, the songs I pick, but I won't. I'll shut up. All right, and then we you're moving around, Lee. I hear you. Hey, hey, hey. And then we get to the tracks of the week, and Lee picked Pinnacle, Astral Traveler. Yeah. And you, Bob, you picked uh, Catherine Wheel, Black Metallic. 
Ah. And I picked just the fucking ro fun rocker, uh, Y&T Contagious. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> you know. That, like, uh, well, never mind. I that's think that's one of the best Y&T albums that nobody listens to. <laughs> oh, okay. I love that album in 10. I love Black Tiger. I love uh, uh, Rock and Roll, fucking all their albums. I'll listen to it. You know, uh, in Rock We Trust. But Contagious is just a fun album, and so is 10. Um, so that is our uh, review. And uh, people go out there and download us, give us a five-star review, and also check out the YouTube cast and check out my uh, YouTube exclusive uh, with uh, Jerry Soup called uh, the Mark and Jerry BS Sessions. And also check out us on Freeform Rock Podcast YouTube page where we just talk about anything we don't review anything we just talk about music and our opinions about it uh anything and everything about music no politics nothing like that youtube podcast we're a little bit into politics because the band is in politics that's about it and um that's about it we want to thank you bob for coming on the podcast my pleasure and uh hey, yeah it was fun thank you bob and yes. lee you need to fucking say goodbye brother okay goodbye brother Ha. No, fucking say goodbye. Okay, fuck and goodbye, brother. Later.
it seems that you went away. But then I found evidence to the contrary.
You have just listened to the Freeform Rock Podcast. All music played on the Freeform Rock Podcast belongs to its owner. If you like it, go out and buy it. Get your music on Amazon, iTunes, or at your local record store. Support what you love. Support the artist by seeing them live. Purchase their music. The Freeform Rock Podcast is not affiliated with any of the artists or music that we play. Thank you for listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast. We'll see you on the next episode. Until next time, stay free and rock on.